Welcome, welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Hardy. And tonight, we have a very special guest. This basketball head was a student of the legendary coach Gil Reynolds, who coached some of the most legendary ball players in Brooklyn. As a star at George Westinghouse High School, he was second team All City and first team All Brooklyn in 1983 and 84. This basketball head was the prototype for student athletes. Good grades, great person, and he could hoop. He then went on to become a legend at Wright State University, averaging 16 points, five rebounds, three assists a game. Help me welcome to the show, Joe Jackson. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have you just have stepped into, into, into the world, world of chaos. chaos. Where everybody, everybody goes, goes hard. Tickets get the game about to start. Alright, I'm here now. I don't know who the hell. Yeah, yeah, I, I, was, I was like, damn, Joe, you cooking? What you doing? I kept going, yo, that ain't me. That ain't me. Then I saw it was Mr. Crossland. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, man, that's my guy. He's a big supporter of the show. Uh, but I'm glad I got you here, brother. Alright, thanks for having me. Yo, that's crazy, right? He had me all in the kitchen and shit. I'm going, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, damn, that ain't me at all. Right, and when I scrolled down, I saw what you said what did you and I got him out of there. Alright. Let's start this right. Alright. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bother to look down at the uh at the comments, E, but we here now. Alright, man. First question of the show. Yep. Who introduced you to the game? Who introduced me to the game was my uncle when I was seven. My, one, one of my mother's brothers. Put a ball in my hand, you know, my dad played back in the way back in the south and um it wasn't until i was like nine or ten when i went to our lady of victory with everybody else you know and and harnessed my skills me john john devil dog uh ice james majors uh brian royal um trevor davis Leroy Greenwich, Gerald Green, uh, Mike Burrell. I mean, we, victory was done ground for a lot of us. Woo. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I remember uh, starting there myself, there and uh, Claver. Um, but just imagine if you guys all stayed together. Oh, it would have been unreal, man. It would have been unreal. But, you know, uh, Bob Brathway was the coach, and, you know, he just recently passed away. So, you know, God bless his soul. Mm -hmm. Yes. But um, you know, hey, he had a he had a franchise, man. We were, I mean, we we were some of the best players in the city at that time. Well, most they were, you know. I was just in their shadows. 
So you, you grew up in a star? Yep, right on Jefferson between Reed Stuyvesant is the Malcolm X now, but Reed Stuyvesant. Reed, whoa. So definitely you go back. You you definitely do it that best side. <laughs> For sure. So at that time, who the best playing best side at that time? Man, we, we talk about the old we talk about the older guys too. We had so many, but back then, you know, I you know, one of the best players that I had seen at that time was DeVere that come out of your projects. Wow. You know, DeVere and Lil Vaughn. Um, but right around the 309, right around right around in that area, you know, it was Juan Shears that, that took me on his wing, Scott Allen, um, Eric McCoy, Ty Whitehead, that played wow. at the Wayne McMillan that played at FDR, uh, William Blunt that played at the high, you know, Billy I. Smullen, um, Isaiah wow. Cleckley that played at Erasmus. So, you know, I had a group of people that helped me come along. That's awesome. Um, Dwayne McMillan, Todd Whitehead, all of those guys. I remember coming up as well, and them giving me some some nice tips coming up to help me stay focused. So salute to those guys for sure. Um, so where did you play junior high school ball at? I played at IS three twenty four. You a neighborhood guy for real. <laughs> Stay in the neighborhood. Three twenty-four. What? What was was Mister Mickens the principal there? No, he wasn't. Uh, uh, Mister okay. Johnson. Mister Johnson was the principal there. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I stayed in the neighborhood. Cool. I went to three hundred nine in public school. Right. Went to IS three twenty-four for junior high school, and then I went downtown to Western House. Yeah, man. That's that's dope. That's dope. And that's when things started to develop then. I remember uh, going up to 309 Park. Well, I just remember the guys from around the way saying, listen, if you want to get your fundamentals straight, you go up to 309 Park and Gil Riddles be holding workouts. I remember going up there, man, you, Gary Shears, uh, Dwayne Carswell, uh, and a few other guys. But I just remember you guys, you and Gary, being the model, right? So whatever we wanted to do, we had to kind of watch you guys. And Coach made sure that. And that always stuck with me, always to this day, um, you two guys. That's why I thought you guys went to high school together. Nah, nah, nah. We, we grew right. up. We grew up. Right. I mean, we, we both went to 309. We both went to 324. He went to Tilden, and I went to Weston House. Cool. Your Haas. Your Haas. Good to see you, my brother. Love you, man. Good to see you, man. Tell him, oh thanks for joining, bro. Yeah, for sure. Glad to see him back, man. Um, so how did you get introduced to Gil? Coach Gil Reynolds. Well, he, um, like I said, I was playing. I was already playing at Victory with Bob, and um, and once you, as you got older, you eventually graduated to Vanguard. I remember at Victory. He was holding a practice and we was doing a drill and well, we had to go, we had to dribble from one end of the court to the other end of the court. And I learned how to play the game with my back to the basket. So facing the basket was null and void for me. So I'll never forget, uh, me and John John was doing the drill and 
as I'm dribbling down the court, I'm dribbling down the court with my back to the back. I'm backing down all the way down. So he's like, wait, 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 son, what, 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 what are you doing? He's like, how did you see what's going on in front of you with your back to everybody? And from that point on, I, I had to learn to face the basket. Wow. That's crazy. Listen, I remember a time when uh, Dwayne Coswell was doing a drill when he had to jump up and touch the rim, right? And Coach had, it was like newspapers wrapped up. And he was popping them on the back of his leg to get him to jump higher. Yo, and I was just sitting there going, damn, you already heard right. the rumors, you heard, right? You heard the rumors. He'll smack out of you, right? Until you go get your daddy, right? And, and the whole time, and the whole time, tightening the 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 watch on his on his wrist yeah. is just like, and how you that diesel? You that old? He just tightening the yeah, yeah. But you know, close, man. I was, a blessing. I, I was one of the few players, I would say, that never got the clipboard, that that never got yanked up because. I always listened to what he told me to do. If he told me to run through the wall, I was running through that wall. You know? Yes. So, but yeah, but you know, he, he taught a lot of us, especially me, taught a lot of us about basketball and about life. So everything he taught us on the basketball court applied to us in our everyday life. And, you know, I, I'm always grateful for him. And, you know, whatever I accomplished in my basketball career, Always goes back to to him. That's right. Salute, Coach Gilbert. Rest in peace. That's right. Um, again, man, I I just want to you know give you your crown. Uh, I I know G is on here too, but like for a young cat like me coming up, um, wanting to play the game, uh, I looked at certain guys who kept their nose clean and stayed out of trouble and did the right thing and treated people right. And you two guys were on my list, right? Well, Especially for my immediate neighborhood. Uh, you know, we had the guys who were good, but they got into other things. Learning how to conduct myself by watching you guys and you guys being a model, man. I just want to say thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and, and my mother had a lot to do with that as well because – um, you know, I like to play basketball, but if I wasn't doing right in school, she didn't care who was doing what, That's I right. wasn't playing. That's right. If my grades started to slip, I wasn't playing. So, you know, that's when, you know, I focus more on, on my education, you know, and I, I'll be the first to tell you, I was never the most talented person that I ever played on, on, on my team. There was always somebody that did something better than me whether they had a better jump shot, whether they dribble better than me, you know, whether they jump higher than me. Right? The guy with the heart. Not saying that my other guy didn't have heart, but that, that glue. So I understand what you're saying, Joe. Trust me. Yeah, I always played, I always played with passion. I mean, I, you know, I... I left. I left it. I left the game on the court every time I stepped on. I left it on the court. Wow. Uh, who this? Uh, Cho Train said Joe went to the semifinals against the Broncos against Mark Jackson. 
I remember that. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, that was you know, that was solely because we had John John on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, listen. I'm I'm here to tell you, like like all the players that I've named and all the players that came through victory. Like I said, we all went on to do different things, but I would probably say that I was the one that cared the least about basketball because I was into my books. You know, I was probably the nerd out the bunch. I was into my books. Look, bro, the way you carried yourself, right? Studios do. I'm telling you, fam, like. Being a, a, a few years behind you guys, you know, you watch the way you guys dress, how you conduct yourself. And there's a few guys uh, that I watched along my way. So, definitely, man. Um, now, listen. Hassan was on the show. <laughs> Jerry was on the show. Yeah. Still waiting for Keith, right? Mm -hmm. So, Hassan would be hitting me up early on before he came to the show, like, gee, I got to explain to you why we was always hitting those bumps in the road, meaning Westerhouse. You guys had a lot of talent, always had a lot of talent. But somehow, y'all always, always hit that bump in the road. Now, Hassan told me that you guys really didn't practice much. Well, they didn't. Back then, we did, because Turk was a little younger then. You know, Turk was a lot younger then, so uh, so we did practice and we did we did have plays and we did do drills. So you know, we we did now as the years went on, as he got older, they probably didn't. But when I was coming through there, we did. Okay, okay. Gary just mentioned Keith Hardy. Oh, I, I totally forgot my man Keith Hardy. My bad, Keith. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, when you was at Western House, who was in your team? When I first got there, um, it was as a sophomore. Well, my freshman year, Derek Powell was the man. You know, Derek Powell was the man, and um, he saw me playing in, in, in the gym one day, open rec. And I guess they were on their way to a game. And he came in, you know, he pulled me to the side, asked me a bunch of questions. And I said, yeah, I'm just, I'm a ninth grader, you know. So he's like, yo, you need to be playing varsity. And I'm like, you know, like I said, when I, when I got to Western House, playing varsity was the least of my intentions because honestly, I didn't think I would be, I, I didn't think I was good enough to play varsity or make a high school team because when I was, when I was choosing high schools, I took the test for Western House, Brooklyn Tech, and Stuyvesant. And I passed the test for all of them, and I wanted to go to Stuyvesant. But the only reason I went to Western House because, you know, my boys in the neighborhood, a couple of people on my block was going there. So they're like, yo, you can go there, you can play, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. But, um, but then when I played, this, when, I, when I tried out my sophomore year, we had people like Dal Coxum, Ron Savage, mm -hmm. Craig Holliday, Joe, uh, Joe Johnson, Jamie Odom, Derek Williams. Leroy Richardson, who happens to be an NBA ref right now. Um, so, John Patterson. So, I mean, I had a lot of guys that, you know, to play. And, and, and I became the sixth man as a sophomore. Wow. So, when did you start becoming to your own? 
<laughs> that sophomore year, <laughs> my my first year on varsity, um, when um, when I made the team, when I made the team and going through practices, and I remember a couple of guys after practice we're in the locker room and they're looking at me like, "Yo, you sure you just a sophomore?" <laughs> like, yeah, what, what you want me to tell you? Yeah. And um and it went from there. It went from there. So when did you, you know, start to make a name for yourself? My junior year. My junior year when it was when it was me and uh Craig Holiday, uh Gael Dibra. Um I was the Robin to his to Craig's Batman. And, um, you know, I started, that's when I started making my name. Um, but again, I still, at that time, to me, I was just playing the game of basketball. I, you know, the recognition started to come, but I really didn't get into it. Gotcha. What year, what year were you in high school? From 80 to 84. Gotcha. Gotcha. My guy, Joe from Boston, he's always on the check-in. My man, he's a uh, historian, basketball historian for Boston, right? So he's dope. He know a little bit of something about you, and he want to know uh, what year you went to high school. So moving on, mm -hmm. some of the top guys that ever came out of New York City that we looked up to came up in your era. Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of the guys <laughs> in that article that you sent me, right? Now, New York doesn't even do this anymore. Right. You sent me an article where they had all divisions for the whole city. Right. That ne that would never happen again, right? Even when we came out, we were just like all Brooklyn, all city. But they didn't do like all divisions for every borough. For, for, for the whole city, yeah. That was amazing. And you got this, it's it kind of like everyone shine. Yeah. Right? That, was, that, was my, that was my junior year. Got you. That was got my junior you. year. Special year. Special yeah. year. And um, during that time, um, you know, like like everybody else that, that came before me, like that talked to you, you know, we had Pearl, Elmer, Silk, Spice, Bug Eye, Gary, Sleepy, you know, there was there was never a night off, a day, a game off. I'm telling you, and playing the two guard, there was never. I, I mean, I guarded just about every guard in the city during that time. Wow. Yeah. Who was your main competition back then? Bug and Davina. I'm going to get right, because we're going to have to salute my guy Ed Davlin, too, man. Facts. R.I.P., man. Yeah. Ed Davlin. For some reason, yeah. for some reason, we we had this dislike for each other, but it was a, but when you look at it as you got older, it was a mutual respect, but, but Bug, you know, he got under my skin and I got under his. So give me give me a scenario. Give me one game where you played against him and how did it go? Well, the last game we played against each other was um, in the playoffs. 
had um we was we was playing we was playing to get to you guys back back we was playing to get to Lincoln and um we you know we were winning and and Gerald talked about this game we were winning and I grabbed the rebound and Trevor Davis fouled the crap out of me but they didn't call it I lost the ball they laid it up. And then a couple of plays went down, and then we wound up losing by one. But if we would have won that game, then my next meeting would have been with Sil. Listen, listen, that would have been crazy. First of all, and it's not, look, if we don't lose that game versus the I, and I want to rest in peace to Robert Gilmore, who yeah. hit that last pick a shot, because our whole starting five with the uh, – Try to block bug out shot. Mm-hmm. If we win that game, we win the whole state. It changes everything. I don't, I don't, I don't know now. I don't brother, know. Because, brother, because, brother. Because, because that, brother. Next game, that next game was against Tumen and Rod. That next game was against Tumen and Rod. I don't know. I, I, I get you. I, I, I'm saying this. Don't I'm saying this because our front court, our front court would have held it down. And I think that would have been the difference. I think that would have been the difference. I, listen, and I also seen Sil give Rod the business in the Wilshire Classic game when he got MVP. Okay. When he scored, when he scored like 13 points in like a minute and like 13 seconds, 12 seconds. He I, I was there. I watched it. Yeah. He gave he gave all the guards in the city the business that night. Yeah. Spice. Spice, give me a thumbs up because you was playing too, Spice. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny, Bo? In 84, our senior year, the first team All-City was Rod, Silk, Eric Johnson, Doug Harris, and Bug. Wow. I, played against, I played against all of them that year except for, except for Rod. I had, I had to guard all of them that year except for Rod. And it, it, was, it was just crazy. So New York City in the 80s, I tell anybody, was – the mecca of basketball. We had the best players in the world in the 80s. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I see Eric talking. Jump, yo, E, let me tell you something. We had Damari Riddick, Kenny how Parker. Is, how is my man Damari? Damari's doing well. He'll be on the show soon. He's and doing about, well. He's living up in Jersey. What about Woodbury? What about Darren? Darren, who, I haven't spoken to Darren in a while. Yo, Spice, let us know what's up with D. Please, we'll talk afterwards. Let me tell you something, another underrated player. Darren Woodbury, if he had the right push, could have went and played anywhere. Trust me. D was a problem. But of course, me being younger, I remember seeing your name on the scout report. I remember seeing who were the guys in the city that are in Brooklyn that if we came across, we was gonna have to stop. I was on the bench, but I still remember, <laughs> especially at that time. Yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, during that time, man, I just played the game to play. Didn't think, I honestly didn't think I was that good, but, you know, it it is what it is. Basketball got me a free education. That's All what right. I Darren Woodbury went to Wright State? Not while I was there. Yeah, nah, uh, yeah. 
You said Darren, another Wright State player. Yo, Scarf, you we don't have to talk about that because yeah, I never heard of that. No, I thought uh, Darren kind of got derailed like uh, Bernard Mitchell, another now, great from Lincoln. Now, now Dorian Baldwin from Aham, he was recruited. He was recruited by Wright State with me, but then had a, a, a accident that allowed him to then go somewhere else. But uh, Tyrone Joy, I just see Tyrone Joy that that was a starting point guard for Truman that year was my roommate. He went to Wright State with me. Oh, okay, okay. So that's what it was. That's what it was. Yes. Tyrone yes. Joy. That, that, that's my brother for life. Yeah. Yo, Gary, we beat uh, Bernard A-Train in Glen Falls in 86 when he was with Al Xavier Lutheran, him and Dwayne Ivory. Salute my guy A-Train. Definitely a problem. So now, Joe, Come to the part of the show where we're playing against other guys who got names from different boroughs, maybe from the same borough. You're trying to get your name up. You know you're ready for college. Your grades are straight. You're already college ready. What was that defining game? And who asked did you bust to let you know I'm ready for the big boys. Oh, wow. I don't know, man. I, I can't, you know what? I honestly can't pin it down to one game simply because I was a role player. You know, I, I everything I did was in the confines of the team concept. So as a team, as you know, as the team went, I went. I went, the team went. So there was no one defining game because I had a lot of good games. Some people may say I had a lot of great games, but everything I did was team-oriented. So I can't say that there was just one defining game, but I knew that when I was a, when I be, when I was a sophomore and I was a six-man, I knew I was ready then. Gary said it was tilted. It was the tilted game. <laughs> he would say that. He would say that. Uh, they, they came, they came to Western House. They came to Western House and, and they got us. But it was it was a it was an epic game. It was an epic game. It was a game that went down to the wire. And you know, they we shared the division that year. And how did you feel? Oh, I I gave him twenty something. Okay, okay. Well look, Gary's on here. You know Gary gonna talk shit. Yeah, I right? guess so. So, I said, you already know Gary gonna talk shit all day. I was the type of player, I was the type of player, I would never talk crap. I would just go play the game. And I was one of those dudes that when people looked at me, they'd be like, ah, oh, well, he can't do nothing. You know, but at the end of the game, they look at the box scores. You know, I don't give you 20, 25, sometimes 30. You know, I was I was never that I was never that guy that talked crap. I just went out and played. Yeah, and and you know, I, I'll definitely accept that answer for you. I, I usually drill guys with that question. But knowing you and seeing you come up and watch you play, you were definitely that kind of player, for sure. So besides Wright State, who was recruiting you? Um, there was there was Mama, St. Pete, Boston College, Richmond, UMass, uh, Tennessee State. Uh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt solely on my on my academics. 
Okay, okay. But um, but yeah, but that nothing major. You know, all the Sunnis, all the Sunni schools. Okay, cool. Uh, number one, Cho Train said, Joe, I played with you. You know, Shirley's got some love. I played midgets with Gil. I played with Jeff Lee, Jeff Agree. Yeah. And we went to the Citywide Finals against Mark Jackson, Glenn Daniels, and the Broncos. Yeah. That's that same game, huh? Yeah, yeah. God don't, God don't forget, man. Those yeah, I I, like I told you, man, I, like I said, I was fortunate enough to play against some of the best guards in the city, but I also was fortunate enough to play with some of the best, to play with some of the best guards in the city. Um, I played with a lot of point guards that really made me look good. Gary, you know, Gary was one of them. Uh, Glenn Daniels was one of them. Um, John John was one of them. But the one that, and Gerald was definitely one of them. If Gerald don't come to Western House in 84, I'm not second team all city. Gotcha. You. You gotcha. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm honorable mention at best. But Gerald coming to Western House made that I'm second team all city. But the one dude that I played with, that I cherished playing with him the most, was a little dude out of Brownsville who was, he was barely six feet. 80 pounds soaking wet, and his name is Jeff Legree. That was wow. the toughest little dude that Gil brought to us that I ever played with. Wow. Salute Jeff Legree. Yeah, and then, you know, and then when we got to college, I played with, you know, Tyrone Joy that played at Truman with Rod. Wow. So I, I've had the pleasure of playing and playing with a lot of great point guards and guarding some of the best guards New York City had to offer. Oh my God! House of Pain said, "Ask him about the night we made Ross Strickland miss curfew." <laughs> he came to play with Dayton. <laughs> well, whenever Rod, whenever when, when Rod was at the Paul, whenever he would come to Dayton to play University of Dayton, you know he'd get us tickets and whatnot to the game. But uh, one particular night, one particular time they came to Dayton, you know he came over to Wright State to hang out with us, and. Uh, he was supposed to be back at the hotel at a certain time, but we had a frat party on campus, and he wound up hanging out with us half the night and missed curfew. <laughs> wow. How was your time at Rice State? It was good, man. It was good. I I, I can't complain because I, I, met, I, I met dudes and played with dudes that, to this day, I still keep in touch with. Um, it was a little shaky in the beginning because my first year, um, I felt I should have been starting. But, you know, the coach had a rule about playing freshmen, and Tyrone was already starting, so he wasn't playing two freshmen. So I was going to leave. I was going to leave. Coach Gill had lined me up, you know, with some schools, and um, I was going to break out. But then... Tyrone and another one of my teammates talked me into staying, so I wound up staying. And then the summer after my freshman year, right before my sophomore year, we took a European trip. And I came home, worked out with Gil. You know, he put me through some vigorous workouts. And he said, he told me, he said, when you come back, 
you better be the starting you said you better be the starting guard and I, I went to Europe and did my thing and believe me when I came back my sophomore year in college I was I was starting that, that's that lucky sophomore year man right yeah <laughs> yeah Saved the high school yeah wow so what what did going there teach you at the end of the day it, first of all, it taught me diversity because when, it, when I say that is because that was the first time that I was around a lot of white people. Gotcha. You know, that accepted me for, for, for playing. And, you know, we, we got to learn about each other and, and whatnot. And, you know, and I brought, you know, some of my upbringing to, to the university and to let them know that all black people ain't what they read about, especially New York people. Oh, you know, right. all, all New Yorkers ain't what you read and in, in, in what you read about and what you see on TV. That's real. That's real. So how did you guys do? Did you guys make any tournaments? Oh, when they yeah. When you were there? Wright State had won the Division II National Championship two years before I got there. By, mm. them, winning, by them winning the, the National Championship, that open up them to broadening their recruiting horizons. Um, I was the first player that they recruited and got signed from New York City. Wow. And then Ty came, then Ty came with me that same year. But, um, you know, they first heard of me in the, the Golden in the golden Hoops tournament. Mm. I was playing in the Golden Hoops, and um, a scout by the name of Don Capron, and I got hurt that game, but after the game, he came in the locker room and was talking to me and Dorian and um, got our information. The next thing I know, I started getting calls and stuff in the mail from all these colleges and whatnot. And, you know, like John John, I, I was watching John, and he told me he took one visit. That was UVA. <laughs> you know, right there, I took one visit. That was my only visit. And when I came back, I was like, yo, that's that's where I'm going because, you know, they showed me such a good time. And at the time, all student athletes on campus lived in two-bedroom apartments. So, you know, it was like no dorm life for me. You know, we got a living room, bathroom, kitchen. I got my own room. My roommate got his own room. So that was, you know, that was that was cool to me. But uh, but I do remember after I signed, uh, I made them send me three letters of intent, and because every time I got a letter of intent, I you know, I would say that I didn't get it, and I knew they I, I knew they knew I got it because we had to sign for it. Right, right, I, right. I, I would say I didn't get it because Monmouth Monmouth in Jersey Monmouth College was was on me hard, and they were pissed. When they mm. found out that I had signed with Rice State, and Coach Gill was pissed too because I made that decision. Because you know, I was like, "This is my decision, and it's mine alone to make." You know, I, I understand you guys. You know, wanna 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 see me do well, want me to do what you want me. But no, this is where I want to go, and I'm, I'm glad I made that decision. You, you going there was the first time I ever heard of Rice State. Really. Back. This is way back then when you first had, they started, you know, putting out that you were going there. I was like, right state? 
Yeah, it was a Division Two school. Right. Division right. Two, and like I said, they won the Division Two national championship uh, two years before I got there. My sophomore again. Here's another one. My sophomore year, going into the tournament, we was the number one team in the country, and we lost to Cheney State in the semifinals. Wow. We lost. We lost to Cheney State to get us to the Final Four. Wow. Uh, was who was the coach then? Was Shane Ralph, Ralph Underhill. Okay, gotcha. Ralph gotcha. Underhill was coach. Gotcha. Uh, Gary wanted to know uh, what fraternity were you in? I am not oh, in one. one. I, I'm not in one. I never did join one. Yeah, same here. Ball yeah. for ball. That's never it. For sure. Oh, so now, right? I see, I, I see Haas is asking, did Hirsch try to push me anywhere? Yeah, yeah, uh, he was another one that was upset when I went to Rice State because he was like, I can get you. He, he wanted, he was another one. He was pushing Seton Hall on me as well. Wow. He was pushing Seton Hall on me as well. But yeah, Hirsch was really upset when I just went, when I found, when he found out I was going to Rice State. Let me tell you something. All problems go to Hirsch, right? I don't have one bad word to say about that man. That man exposed me to a lot of things in basketball, took me a lot of places, met a lot of people playing with Hirsch. Uh, one of the craziest things is, and Haas can vouch for this, after we would finish playing, we would go like to Chinatown or to like Little Italy and go to these restaurants, right? And we'd be sweating, having bags, sneakers, Whatever, just looking like we just came from playing ball. And these people in the restaurant would create space for us. They would yeah. bring table. You know how they do in the movies? Yeah, yeah. And I'm young and I'm I'm seeing this and I'm like, who what the yeah. well, what that is for me? I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. connection. And 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 him introducing us to uh Fix. And you ever met Fix before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna talk about it more here, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but yo, so, it, it's funny. Let me tell you the story about uh, Hurst. He um uh -huh. after after I uh, signed with Rice State, you know, he told me he says he says what are you gonna do? You know, he says you don't have a left hand. You gotta start. You gotta start facing the basket because when you go to college, you're gonna be a, a two guard and not a, a small forward. So yeah. and, and I'm gonna tell you, Hirsch every day, every day before practice, during practice, and after practice, he made me work on my left hand and my jump shots. And to this day, I am grateful to him for that because he really pushed me and made me work on things because, like I said, I grew up with playing with my back to the basket. You know, I get you on the post, two things going to happen. You're going to let me score or you're going to foul me. <laughs> That's real. So, uh, I spoke to James. Yo, the door. The door. I spoke to James Majors, right? Uh huh. And James, <laughs> that's my guy. And I keep this as a tribute to James Majors. So, this is kind of James Majors' thing. Uh, we were talking about mill money, right?
Okay. I don't know about the situation. That. I, I remember that. I got a situation with okay. no money in Division Two, right? Okay. But I know, I know, it had to be more than five dollars there. Well, okay. Let let me tell you how it was with us. Let me tell you how it was with us, because I thought that was funny. Now, <laughs> now we did. Now we got we got forty dollars a week. We got forty dollars a week for groceries and whatnot. But when we were on the road, you know, we had the elaborate team pregame meals. Yeah, yeah, everybody did. Yeah, yeah. But after a game, and we taking that bus ride back to Dayton, it was five dollars. We pull over at a Burger King, a McDonald's, somewhere. So what we would do, what we would do. Some of us, we we put our money together, and we're going to we're going to um, we're going to McDonald's or Burger King and get burgers and fries. And right. then the other half of the crew will go to the gas station and get a twelve pack. Gotcha, gotcha. So we so, gotcha. so we we so we in the back of the bus. We in the back of the bus. We you know we eating and we drinking. You know. Okay, so look, I I, I get it, and and. What years were you in school? Uh, 85 to 88. 85 to 88. All right. Yeah, I was. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. I understand. And you guys were D2, so it was a little bit different as well. Mm -hmm. Got you. Got you. Um, my guy, uh, House of Pain said, ask him about Uwe Runs. About, ask me about what? It, oh, Evie runs. Evie's was a grocery store. Oh, Evie runs. Ah, got you. The store out when you guys went to school. It was a grocery store when we went to school. So when we got our meal money every Monday, you know, I take twenty, Ty take twenty, we, you know, and we'll we'll go to the grocery store and buy up groceries for for the week. Right. And then you know, back then it was a, it was a real cheap grocery store. <laughs> Yo, James said I'm not alone anymore. Yo. <laughs> salute, salute, my guys. Yo, that's crazy. Well, when, when we was in school at Fairleigh Dickinson, my guy Stem could vouch for this. We had an 18-hour path mark right up the block. Mm -hmm. After 12 o'clock, only two people be working in the whole store. One of the cash register and one stock person. So needless to say. All right. Next question. <laughs> all right. Now. So. All right. So have you been keeping up with New York City basketball? I have. I have. Um, not that, you know, when I was away and when I was living in Atlanta, not as much. But since I've been back, I've been trying to, you know, trying to see who's who and what's what. What's your thought on the game? They don't play, they don't play, like, they, they, they don't play like we used to. They don't play now, like we used to. Now, 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 oh, hold on. I, I don't want us to be sitting up here like some old folks and be like, yo, they don't play our music anymore. We don't, they don't run out. Like, what is the real deal? What is the real problem that you see in New York City? There's, there's a lot of guys. There's, there's no teachers. Gotcha. There's, there's, there's no coaches teaching the game. You know, you guys, you, I mean, you we got, we still, New York City still has a lot of talented ball players. But, you know, 
they don't play for the love of the game like we did. You know, everything is, you know, everything is about a quick buck now. You know, I'm going to be the next this. I'm going to be the next that. You know, you got, and, you know, and it, it doesn't help that you got, you know, that you got these AAU coaches and these sneaker companies and whatnot, you know, paying these kids under the table and whatnot. So, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't knock it. Do what you do you. You know, I don't knock it at all. But, you know, for me, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why I probably have not gotten into coaching because, you know, I know, you know, I would have somebody's kid up against the wall somewhere trying to talk back at me. Well, there's, there's different ways to, to, to go about it without doing it that way. I think uh, definitely needs to be a lot more of us teaching uh, the next generation. But the the gap, right? Uh, my guy, Pat Alphonse, got a podcast called uh, A Bridge Podcast. And what we got to do, we got to build that bridge and meet these guys halfway because they don't know. If you don't know, right, if you don't have the history, right, if you can't go back and chart five to ten years back of some of the greatest ball players of your time, right? They don't have to go back and follow what we're doing right now. This is why the podcast would be good for them to go back and listen to these stories, right, and these lessons. But we got to start bridging the gap in some way, somehow. We just got to, you know, do our part and then let the, you know, crumb fall where they may. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So... Who, who was the best high school player you played against? <laughs> best college player? And best pro you played against? Best high school player? Hands down, Pearl Washington. Pearl, Pearl, Pearl was the best player that I've, I mean, he's the only player that actually embarrassed me on the court. I mean, literally embarrassed me. And I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you what he did. My sophomore year, we playing at the high, a Friday night. I'm right, my you know, I'm in the neighborhood. Got the whole neighborhood in there playing. My that one of the first games my moms and pops came to see me play in high school. Right? So so I didn't, you know, like I said I was a six man. So we played a boxing one. And when I come in the game, when I come in the game, you know, I got to guard Pearl. Pearl shook me to the floor, <laughs> went by me, waited for me to get up, get back in front of him, only to do it again. Wow. Only to do it again. And then he hit Elmer in the corner and Elmer hit a jumper in the corner. But that's the only dude that has really embarrassed me. So he's by far the best high school player I've ever played against. Um, in college, in college there was a there was a brother by the name of Stephen Jackson. He played at Southern Indiana. This dude was about six six, can shoot from the parking lot. Mm. And you know, I was the type of player. Like I said, I never was one to talk crap, talk you know. But my teammates 
you know, they used to always, they used to ask me, you know, Steven Jackson coming to town, what you going to do, this and the other, he going to do this, uh, he going to do that to you. You wait to, right. And I'm like, you know, why he doing all this to me? What y'all think I'm going to be doing? So the first time we played, we played at Wright State. Um, we beat him in double overtime. I gave him 29. He gave me 21. Mm. We go down to their place. We go down to their place. Uh, we we lost that game by one. I gave him 21. He gave me 17. So, you know, it's like, you know, that's, that's, the, type of, that's the type of player I was. I mean, you know, there was a lot of people that thought they can just, by looking at me, that thought they can just come do what they wanted to me. But they, at the, at the end of the night, they knew, you know, they had their hands full. Wow. And what, did, did you ever get a chance to play against any pros that he got that much of the league? Yeah. Um, I would say that at that time, the best pro player I played, I mean, I mean, every New York City ball player that I played with that went to the pros was, was good. But right. at that time... I, I played against Dan Marley. Wow. And that dude was a man amongst boys playing when I played against him. I mean, it was the, his, it was the year. It was, we, we were both seniors, so he got drafted the, that year. And it was, I mean, he was by far, that jump shot was unreal. That, mm. shot, that jump shot was unreal. But I gave him 18 as well. <laughs> I hear that. So, how do you stay healthy and in shape these days? <laughs> One, I'm not in shape. <laughs> I, I ain't in shape. Ain't shape enough to play ball, but I, 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 I got you. I ain't in shape. But um, uh, my two young kids keep me keep me uh keep me active. I got an eight year old son, a ten year old daughter. You know, they're in they they're playing soccer, football. You know, they keep me busy. Gotcha, gotcha. And what are you doing uh, now? Uh, right now, um, well, a couple of years ago, I retired from Delta Airlines. Um, and now I'm working at JetBlue. Retired one, cash another one. <laughs> Smart <laughs> man. Exactly. Just, just listen, this is why I say, man, you're the prototype student athlete, man. Guys should take notes that one day that game gonna be over. Right? Exactly. That game gonna be over. You ain't gonna be able to jump and you know, run and dunk and do all the things that you did when you was younger. And you gotta have a way out and keep your sanity. Exactly. And worry about what everybody else is doing. Because he went to the pros and he went big time D one and he played here. You stay in your own lane and you call out your own path. I, I, I stayed. I was always one to stay in my lane, man. Like I said, you know, basketball to me really was just something to do. Um, I happen to be good at it. You know, some some people, you know, some people tell me I was I'm better than what I think I was, or than I thought I am. You know, but it like I said, it was just something to do, and. You know, Gary kid me all the time. He's like, man, you should have got you at least a year or two in the league. And and I probably could have if I would have applied myself or worked on, right, right. worked on stuff. Like I said, like I said, like I told you earlier, I was never the best player on any team I played on, whether it was in high school, college, 
or playing in the summer with Gil. There was always somebody that dribbled better than me, somebody that shot better than me, somebody that jumped higher than me, but nobody played with the heart and passion that I played with. So because of that, that's why a lot of people thought I was always the best player on our teams because I left it on the floor day in and day out. All right, we're going to come back this last session. I'm going to show you your art piece. Thank right. you, my brother. I appreciate you. Come back so you can see your art piece, man. I appreciate it. Joe Jackson, y'all. Joe Jackson, Western House and Wright State Great. All right. You just be having fun with this. <laughs> this shit is hard. <laughs> Appreciate that, my dude. You just have to make an impact in New York. And that's what you did, my brother. I appreciate that. Salute my God. Yo, tell you, your artist is on point, man. I appreciate that. Oh, that's my guy right there. For sure, man. Um, so before we get out of here, Ask you the uh, who would you like to nominate to be on the show next? I gotta go with my brother G Shears, man. Okay, we're definitely either, gonna do that. Yo, G, I'm gonna holler at you. Either Gary, Shears, either Gary Shears or Britt McCullum, a brother that played with us at Vanguard that went to August Martin. Nice, nice. Holler at Britt for me, man. I, I need to get some more Queens guys. Okay, that works. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, you my brother. Me. Thank you for having me, man. No doubt. And I, I guess I'll see you when you're when you're out reffing sometime. <laughs> you know what I do? I coach, man. But listen, I, I'm I'm always gonna be out here repping this basketball heads thing and what we do. So thank you, Joe. Appreciate you. All right, man. Appreciate it. Peace. Appreciate you. Peace. All right, guys. <laughs>